Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. I'm very excited. We get to talk to somebody who is living in the future. I have to tell you, Joseph is living to, for him, it is tomorrow. I know that's hard to believe, but for him, it is tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Here for us, it is Monday. And uh, okay, I'm just kidding. He is actually from Australia. And and so um, that's, that's why he is um, a little bit ahead of us. Um, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.15 or 8.20 in the morning, his time. And it's in on the East Coast or the West Coast, it's 5.22. But that's that's cool because we wanted to get a hold of him and talk to him about his book because I think it can be helpful to a lot of people. And uh, Joseph, I'm going to say this wrong, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, Joseph Fogarazzi. Perfect. Oh, hey. Well, he told me it was like Fogarazzi, only Fogarazzi. And so I, I figured that. I, I got I got that figured out. So, so. Uh, um yeah hold on i gotta do this and then we're good to go um and uh and so frank or joseph thank you for being here thank you very much kevin thank you for having me it's a pleasure and and it's great to have you here you've written a great book it's called escaping my demons and uh you are um have led a successful life You've had you had three different uh, clothing stores, um, and you. But there wasn't always a time when you were wildly successful, and that when you were a child, you went through some tough times. And you talk about it in your book. And uh, tell us about that. Yes, my book is about an unwanted child that was born in 1951 to uh, teenage children. Uh, the father would always remind the child as he grew up that he was unwanted and that he's ruined his father's life. Now, as the boy got bigger, he became uh, a little bit rebellious and started mixing with the wrong crowd and got into trouble with the law quite often and ended up many times in and out of institutions only because he believed what his father used to tell him that he would always be nothing, and uh, that he was a super child. And uh, and uh, he started, the child started believing that. So he started mixing, he had so much hate towards his father, that he started mixing with uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the troubled uh, children, you know, which obviously they were missing out in love and direction as I did at the time. They weren't bad people, they weren't bad children, but, uh, you know, they needed love and direction, as I did. So that's what uh, the book is about. It's also about uh, explaining uh, and teaching parents out there not to be biased. If you have two kids, don't be biased and show uh, more love and attention to one of the children and not the other. It's, I can understand it's very, it's quite easy to be biased, but to be purposely biased and, and doing it on purpose to, to hurt the other child that was born by mistake, don't blame the child from being here. You've got to blame yourself because he's still your flesh and blood. So, you know, try to understand your children, mix with them, give them the love and attention that they need. And whether they will want it or not, and be there for them. Well, you Don't know. Because, oh, yes, sorry. Oh no, I was just going to ask you. Um, so your mom and dad were teenagers uh, yes. when when you were conceived. Yes, my mother was eighteen when she had me, and so she was seventeen when she was conceived. That's correct. Were they were they deeply in love, or did they end up getting married because? They felt they had to because you were on the way. No, if uh, if you in the book, it actually tells you that uh, the reason that they got married is because of the pressure from uh, 
family members and friends and so on, because let's face it, in those days, 1951s was about five or six years after the World War II. So uh, it was a disgrace for a, for a child that age uh, to get pregnant, you know. So they had to do the right thing, not necessarily by, uh, for, for them, but also for the rest of the families, you know, to do the right thing and get married. See, the reason I bring that up um, is because, Joseph, there are many of us and of a certain age. Granted, we are, you know, we're in our 50s, 60s and 70s, but we grew up and our parents grew up in a time when it was um, not acceptable to be pregnant and being an 18 year old single girl. And so a lot of the a lot of our parents ended up having to get married and, and beca- not because they wanted to and that they were deeply in love, but because they felt they had to. And what that happens when that happens is that it bleeds off into the kids because as what happened to you, your dad blamed you when it was none of your fault at all. If he'd have kept his Peter in his pants, we wouldn't have had this problem. <laughs> That's, that's that's true absolutely yes uh but but at the same time you know uh you don't blame the child for being born you know that's your oh, mistake no. yeah. and, and if the child is born uh it doesn't mean to say you have to uh, be physical and uh and 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 mentally uh you're you're affected in physically and mentally by doing that because uh, when I was a child, I was beaten quite regularly. Uh, my father was a very narcissistic type of person. Uh, he, was, he was never a happy man. He was an unhappy soul. So it, not only to me, but he was also um, disrespectful and, uh, and, and abusive to my mother as well. You know, he would leave her alone all the time and, and be a womanizer and go out and have his flings, you know. Uh, he wasn't a family man. He was not a family man at all. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's how it was then. Well, and I would, I would venture to say he wasn't a good man. Um, no. Because he was, he was bad. And, you know, and <clears throat> it's amazing to me because a lot of those things that happened he caused and he, he he he's the one who got your mom pregnant he's the one who didn't you know and, and so consequently when you had to deal with that and your mom had to deal with that he was the cause of a lot of it and it's it's a shame and uh but i'm glad that you've written this book because it shows that you can escape what happens to you when you're a child and uh, you've worked very hard at that to, to, to to do that. And congratulations. The the book was, thank you very much. The book was written mainly to, uh, to show uh, other victims out there, which I'm sure there are heaps of them. Uh, I'm showing them away and, and to start believing in themselves because uh, even though the pain has been inflicted, my book is about showing them how to uh, uh, learn to get self-esteem and carry on in life and, and make a better life for themselves by believing in themselves that they can do better than what their parents think probably not that they can't do. So, but it's also the book is also about. Uh, uh, teaching biased parents out there how not to treat their children and uh, and to stand by them at all time. Oh, exactly, and and that it is amazing to me that there are adults out there, and there are many who do not treat their children well, uh, who treat them like like they are. Uh, I don't know, second-class citizens, or that they're not, they're they're not wanted. Uh, like as an example, in your case, and you've said this to me several times that you were a mistake. Uh, well, I'm here to tell you, my friend, 
God doesn't make mistakes. Thank you. Thank you. And now, he used your parents as the vehicle to bring you into this world so that you could do what you're doing now. That's yes. my humble opinion. I, uh, one thing I could say uh, that by writing this book, at the end, it gave me a purpose in life, and it also removed that chip on the shoulder that I had, the weight on the shoulder. Uh, it, it made me into a different person. And I've learned not to dwell on the past, but I've learned to learn from the past and, and how to leave the old baggage behind, not to carry it with me in the present and in the future. So, you know, today is today. What was there tomorrow should be left. Oh, sorry. What was there yesterday should be left there and carry on with tomorrow. Well, and, and the thing is, there's not a thing you can do about yesterday. You can't Absolutely. go back in time. You can't fix it. You can't change it. But at the same time, you don't have to take uh, responsibility for it. Because no, all these things, happen, these things happen to you when you're a kid. These happen to you not because of anything that you did and and even though you stepped off you know the rails at certain points um that was all because of how you were treated when you were a kid um Absolutely. so it wasn't your fault it wasn't your fault and and i i'm glad you wrote this book because a lot of people need to recognize that that the past is gone the past is done mom and dad may be here maybe dead uh, but they couldn't help what they did doesn't matter it's over now you can change the life and you can change the life of other people and absolutely and, and the what i call the seven generation cycle you know what that is no that's where dad beats child child grows up beats child child okay. grows up beats child because that's all they know yes it's repeated yes yeah and you have no, the ability I to have, change yes that's true well, if I ever had a child, I would not have treated my children. I would have learned from my father, to be honest, not to carry on as he did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how old were you when you decided that you were going to sit down and write this book? Yeah, this is your first book, and so you haven't done this before. But, no, uh, I haven't. So what no, made you think was... that you could do this? Well, uh my my sister ended up immigrating here to australia so i helped her to immigrate my parents wanted me to sponsor them to come over as well to be with my sister and that's what happened but when they arrived from the day that they arrived we've had nothing but problems and arguments and it just carried on and on and on for years until one day i went to see them to have a cup of coffee and a, a big argument started again and uh, so I left their premises, uh, I came back home, and I thought to myself, my God, here we go again. So I sat by the table, uh, the kitchen table, and decided to uh, write a five-page uh, five letter to myself. And uh, I thought, well, maybe this might be helpful. That way I could basically talk to myself, you know. It's like looking in the mirror and talking to yourself and answering. I did the same thing. And whilst I wrote the five-page letter, uh, when I finished, I froze it. I put it in the freezer for 11 years. I wanted to freeze my family out of my mind forever. And that's what I did. And then, of course, four years ago, my, my mother passed away. My father passed away the year afterwards. And I thought, well, this might be a good time to, to write the book because some of the things that uh, I wanted to write about my mother knew nothing about my father, so I didn't want to, uh, to cause any, any friction at the time. But sure. when my father passed away and my mother passed away, well, I thought, well, this might be a good time to get it out, uh, get it out in the open once and for all. And believe it or not, my dreams, every time I had uh, a dream, it was a nightmare. I would always uh, dream about my father still beating me up at the age of 72. And I thought, my God, how the hell can he do that? He's still beating me up at the age of 72, you know. And I still dream about him. But I was hoping that after this book it would end. But it's still carrying on. 
That's how it started. Wow, but how long did it take you to write the book? Uh, on and off, uh, I would say probably two years because uh, 35,000 words had to be removed uh, for reason of empathy. So I had to change certain wordings. Uh, so the, the true story might eventually come out <laughs> in years to come who knows but i had to uh, i had to remove a lot of things from it but uh still you know uh, i think i did okay the way it, the way the way it came out i'm quite happy well with the, uh, the reviews that i was reading it's done quite well and and yeah. people has have picked it up and not put it down until it's over with and and stuff like that and there's a lot of empathy there's a lot you know people don't like to see other people get abused the way that you were abused um and they're happy when it can work out well for somebody and i'm glad it worked out well for you yes that, my book has gone global now i don't know if you know that it's gone to at least eight different countries so i'm hoping america will accept my book <laughs> <laughs> now we're we're in America. We we accept your book, so we'll we'll hopefully that they'll they'll get that done. Thank you, thank you. You you are a pretty amazing fella because uh, now how'd you end up in the uh, clothing industry and and a retail shop owner for for so long? Uh, I always wanted to get into the uh, the retail industry, uh, the clothing business. But um, in the book, it tells you that uh, when I came back from the army service, I was working in the fish and chip shop with my father to help him out. Uh, then, of course, I met my, my beautiful wife, uh, Pam, in England in 1975. And uh, uh, from then on, I started looking around and uh, I, uh, I got a job selling shoes. From selling shoes... Uh, I ended up eventually getting married to Pam, and we came over to, to Australia in 78 and worked for Tony Barlow Menswear and a few other menswear, but it was always my dream to have a menswear store. So in 85, I ended up opening my, my first store. I sold my first house, got my first store, and I ended up with three, with three stores in the end. And while I had the business, I did... Uh, some uh, development. I was developing units as well, developing and selling units. I uh, have you ever heard of the um, um, of Nordstrom? Are no, no. They are a, uh, a big box store here in the United States. And in 1975, I was a lady shoe salesman. I was 18 years oh. old, and my dad worked for Nordstrom for a long time. Uh, I. I, I admire you because I hated that job. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, that's why I got away from shoes. I ended up going into clothes, and uh, I loved the job. I really did. I enjoyed it. Well, you know, men's 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 clothing is are different than women's clothing and shoes because men walk in and they say, "I'm a twelve and a half D, and I like this. Go get it for me." And where women go, I would like to see this and this. And, oh, how about that? And then this, and I don't know. How about, you know, and you spend hours and hours with with women trying to make them happy. And just like my ex-wife, I never could make her happy. So it's, you oh. know, it's, it's just one of those things. So, but I also was in the food service business. I hope she's not listening. Uh, <laughs> I highly doubt it. And if she is, hi there, ex. No, um, but... <laughs> But, but I also was in the food service industry, so I understand what it was like uh, uh, serving up fish and chips. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, talking about fish and chips, you just reminded me of, uh, of something that happened. It's probably in the book as well. Uh, I remember talking about my father. He was uh, serving some fish and chips to a client, and he was frying, he was frying chips. And uh, for some reason, my mother annoyed my father. And it just goes to show you the type of person that he was. Oh, no. With the hot sieve, he smashed it in her face. 
Oh, no. Can you believe that type of person he was? No. He had no scruples whatsoever. Imagine doing this to any women, any women, and, and also the, the mother of your child in front of him. That, that's terrible. He, I, he was a, an aggressive man. For those of you who don't know what he's talking about, it's, the hot grease is 365 or 360 degrees, and it, 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 it hurts and it's terrible. And I'm, I'm so sorry that your mom had to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. We all had to. So there's more than one victim in the family, I can assure you that. But, uh, yeah. but hey, I'm okay now. I've, I'm over it, and I'm very happy with my life. Well, and, and by the way, you and your lovely bride have been married for how many years? 47, 47 years. 40, and, uh, oh, my goodness. 48 <laughs> years. Ah, uh, you're going to get in trouble. 48 years. Um, what's the secret? Uh, true love, <laughs> persistence, and understanding. And for a man, has to realize that it's a two-way street. And I've learned a long time ago that there's only one boss in the family. That's my wife. Yeah, yeah. I've, have you ever heard the saying, I do what I'm told because sometimes I get to do what I want? <laughs> yeah, and, and I love peace and quiet at home. So I just agree. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it makes a great it it makes for a happy home when the yes. wife is happy because yes. it, it, you know what was it like when you retired because you were gone a lot doing a lot of different things and and then when you retired you invaded her house how did that go oh i kept i kept my distance i uh I'm a, i do i do painting as well i'm a bit of an artist i saw that well, Yes. By the way, I, I want to. I have to interrupt you here because uh, go to Joseph and uh, can you spell your last name for me, please? Paparazzi Fagarazzi, Joseph Fagarazzi, author.com. Oh, that's right. Yes. And go to the gallery. I, I implore you, go to the gallery because on his website, you are quite a sensational uh, painter, sir. Thank you. Self-taught. The, 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 the things that you, the, these are really cool. I love the animals. Um, I, you, you yeah, you need to, are you going to have a gallery? Look at these and, and maybe put them up. No, for you? no. I've actually sold three or four, but uh, I, um, I get a little bit jealous selling my book and my uh, my paintings because once they're sold, I can't see them again. That's true. So, uh, so they're plastered all over my house. Uh, I've, uh, I've run out of room. <laughs> well, I need a bigger shed. You have got a lot of talent. So go to his website and look at uh, um, some of these pictures or some of these paintings, pictures, uh, paintings. They, they really are sensational you you've got quite a lot of talent young man thank you thank you very much appreciate it well you know and and you fought through a lot of adversity when you were a kid and and there are gotta ask you there are people that that has happened to and they lock it into their heart and they hold it there and they keep it there for their entire lives and every time you talk to them, they'll talk to you in, in, in what kind of victimhood they had and how hard it was for them. How did you get past that so that you don't feel like you're the victim anymore and you can let your, your light shine and be the truly delightful man that you are? Well, uh, we're all victims one time or another in our lives. And, uh, you know, uh, and you also have to realize that when you're going to stop acting, I don't want to be classified as a victim anymore. I am not a victim. So I want to put it out there that I'm no longer there. Uh, but I want to help other victims out there not to be victim any longer, to move on with their lives. Because if they stop 
and start thinking that there are other victims out there or other people out there that have had it much worse than they have. There are a lot of hungry children out there that are suffering. There, there are a lot of women out there that are getting beaten up by their partners and so on. People that are getting killed out there for no reason at all, being mugged. If they start thinking about those things, they realize they're not the only victim around and you just got to go and move on with your life. Forget about the past. Uh, forget about what's been done to you. Just move on. Think positively. But don't keep staying in the same spot all the time because otherwise you're not going to move on. You're not going to move on with your life and you have to because otherwise you'll always be sitting on the same chair and you don't want to do that. No, and you don't want to get sore after a while if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want you don't want uh, the people around you to feel like uh, you're a victim, and so they're become a victim, and all of that. You got to get through it. You got to get through it. And and if you can help people do that, and I think your book will go a long way to helping people get through their demons um and and by the way the name of the book is escaping my demons and uh it's i I think it's a really good idea and uh and thank you for writing it i appreciate it thank you very much thank you for having me oh you're more than welcome we're not done yet but i just wanted to say thank you (laughs) i thought you were giving me the brush off (laughs) no 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 um because you know if we even go back farther in your childhood Weren't you um, given to like a convent or something from your from yes, your parents? Uh, my parents uh, immigrated to England in London, and and this was all done without actually telling me about it. So they uh, they left me in the hands of my grandmother, my father's mother, and uh, with the intention that they've already organised a place for me in in a convent. So I was in there for about a year until my father's uh, brother, the oldest brother, came to see me at the convent and uh, he took me out. He took me out of there uh, after a year. So that's in the book as well. That is quite explain it that explains where the convent was and and how it all ended up, and sent me back to England. Now, were there a lot of kids in that convent? There was a lot of kids. Yeah, a lot of kids. There are a lot of stories there that I, uh, one of those things that had to be deleted as well from my book, uh, that was part of the story as well, because it's a convent that's full of priests, and there's certain stories there, yes, Certain stories there that uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to carry on with, and uh, yeah, and it's still it's still lodged in my mind, you know, that you can't escape the visions, you know, it just brings you there every so often without just out of the blue, and so it was it was a hard time, it wasn't enjoyable, and I wouldn't recommend it at all for any child. Well, and this is the fifties, and okay. and there was, and at that time, the stories of uh, priest abuse and stuff were still not out there, and so it wow. was very well hidden uh, by the uh, by the church and by other priests, and so there were kids. I know a gentleman in um, Vancouver. Vancouver, British Columbia, that was abused in a um, Jesuit school, and it's affected his whole life in a very adverse way. So I'm glad I'm glad that you were able to get through that as well. You've had quite the quite the ride, young man. Yes, <laughs> and all unwanted, unfortunately. <laughs> but survive. But Did survive. You- did you get to the point when you realized, and this is the point that I want everybody to get to, which is it wasn't your fault. You didn't do it. It was all done to you. Yes. 
well, you know, it's very hard to think like that when it's happening to you because well, yeah, uh, because you're always in your mind. You're thinking, well, I must have done something to activate this, you know. So, but uh, you know, believe it or not, until my father passed away, that was about four years, uh, three, four years ago. I used to hate uh, when it was time uh, for my birthday. Uh, when it was my birthday, my my wife would always try and have a party for me. I always used to cancel the party. I was always so unhappy because I always felt that I was never meant to be there. So it wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't like a child would be happy receiving presents. Oh, it's my birthday. It's, you know, I'm, I'm happy about that. I, I was not happy about that. I hated it. Every time I, it was the time, the 7th of September, 1951, I used to, I used to just cancel the parties and, and, uh, and, and I was always, it was always an unhappy time for me until four years ago. Now, I just love it. We go out, we go out for a meal, we have a party. It's a time changer. So, sorry, I just wanted to point that out as well, that I always hated my birthday. What changed in the last three or four years that now it becomes a happy occasion? Well, it's a peace, peacefulness. My parents are no longer here. Uh, there's no arguments involved. Uh, all I have to think is about myself and my wife, our happiness. And not worry about uh, saying something that's misconstrued uh, by your parents and, and turn things around, which, uh, and for them to see something that is really not there, or saying something that is not meant to be pertained the way that they right. see it. You right. know, sometimes you've got to be careful when you say something to people, and, uh, you know, and especially. When you send it, it's like sending an email to someone and try to express yourself. It's, it's very different because if you're saying something that you've written face-to-face, -face, they can actually see your face expression, so it might be more accepted. But with my parents, it didn't make any difference whether you would write something to them or whether you would say something to them face-to-face. -face. They would always uh, accept it as, uh, or take it as an insult. So it's very hard to deal with. Indeed, indeed. Well, I'm sorry that that you had to deal with that with them, but the way that I look at it is, and I know it was a long, long, long road, but one of the things that you are able to do and by harnessing the experiences that you had in that, you came away with escaping my demons which is going yes. to be a book that's going to help people. And yes. it's going to, you know, um, um, Joseph, I like to say that uh, your book, somebody's going to find it, can be in a library and a bookstore, a used bookstore, or somebody's uh, um, bookshelf at home. And they're going to look at it, and they're going to pick it up, and they're going to read it. And it's going to change their life because you did that. And that's why that's why I believe that you were guided to write this book. As long as there's a reason for the purpose, yes, I do, and it's yeah. valid. And and the and the reason is that you're going to help someone, uh, because there are people that have no idea um, that what they've gone through, other people also go through. Um, so you did you 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 did a you you did a fine job, laddie. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. Are you giving me the brush off now? <laughs> <laughs> Not to tell, young lad. Not to tell. Although I do have to say, um, I, I would really like you to take a moment, um, and I like to do this at the and near the end of every show. I would love for you to take a moment and to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Anything about the show itself? Anything about anything? Yeah, this is this is Joseph's time to be able to talk about anything he'd like. 
Okay. Right now? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, look, first of all, I think you are a fantastic man. You're very approachable. Uh, the show is very interesting, and this is one of the reasons that I actually got in touch with you, because I listen to your show all the time. It's very enjoyable because each story, it's different. It's different. And uh, I would give you a 10-star rating if I could, but unfortunately, I can only give you a 5-star. <laughs> well, you're so kind. Thank you. And uh, but now let's talk about you. We got we let's talk about your book, how they can get it, um, and and what you got coming up next. Do you have another book planned? Are you got something in the works? Yes, and uh, I forgot to say, and keep watching this show, it's very important. Uh, my next book will be uh, a sort of a, a motivational book, uh, to help victims. That are going through this now. I've already written about fifty pages. I'm not quite sure the direction that I'm going with this because I'm still doing a few changes with it. Uh, but yes, that is uh, that is what uh, I'm planning to do. Uh, and uh, and regarding the book, they can get the book uh, through uh, um, uh, Amazon or otherwise on my website which is joseph fagarazzi www.josephfagarazzi uh, author.com now there's a link in there which takes you straight to ocean reads ocean read is my publisher so they can either buy the book through them or otherwise through amazon and gobo as well gobo And your, uh, um, yeah, I'm looking at your website. You can also, uh, you can purchase your copy in Australia, um, or you can purchase your copy in Italy by going to uh, um, a couple of links. So there, there are many ways to get your book. And and if yeah. you are, if you if you're part of a family that that you know that your family has been through. Uh, some abuse and some and some you know problems with the parents and stuff i i would highly recommend that you buy this book and put it under somebody's christmas tree you don't need to know where it came from but it's important because uh, we all i I feel for people that have gone through what you've gone through but you but the reason i feel good I, i don't feel good about it but the reason that I can accept it is that now you've taken it to a different place to where you are now able to use your experiences to help other people um, get through theirs so they can lead their best lives. I can't think of any higher calling than that. Can you? No. One thing I have to say is please don't feel sorry for me. Don't buy the book because you think that you feel sorry for me buy the book because you know that it will do good to others absolutely because it will um it it's important that we as human beings recognize that we all go through excuse the expression we all go through shit sometimes and it's important that that we recognize that other people have gone through the same thing and they've gotten through it onto the other side and so it's important, and you are a shining example of that. You're you're a great guy. I got to tell you. Um, Thank you, Kevin. So you. you don't you don't look near seventy two. Uh, it's all that makeup I wear. <laughs> so what what are you and your lovely bride going to do for your fiftieth? Oh, I don't know. Funny enough, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago because it was our anniversary on the first of Ju- the first of July. We turned forty-eight years, so uh, we. I would like to have a party, maybe a party, uh, because really during a birthday, when we have a birthday these days, we don't do much. We probably go out and have a meal together, and that's about it. You know, 
but for the 50th, uh, I would like to maybe perhaps have a party somewhere with friends and colleagues and family members. The 50th is, yep, the 50th is a big deal. Yeah, and, and, if you and, were in Australia, I would invite you as well. Uh, well, I'd, if you didn't have snakes down there, I'd come. <laughs> uh, okay. Or, or, or spiders that eat cats. I, I you, know, I don't, you know, so, but uh, by, by the way, um, I highly encourage you to get the book. Uh, Joseph is a great guy. Uh, this is one of the first interviews he's done. He sought me out. Uh, I'm so glad he did. Uh, we've been working to put this together. I want to have you back on. Uh, I want to have you on um, uh, on one of the radio stations that I do so that we can hopefully sell a few books. Um, but the sad thing is you're 15 hours ahead, so that means that you'd have to get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning again. That that's okay, no problem. As long as I have my cup of coffee, I'll be ready to go. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, you're 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 a great you're a great guy. The book is is terrific, and uh, and please please go get it, everybody. It's 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 it's, it's it will help somebody because uh, there's Thank so many you. people that have been abused as children, and the sad thing is that there are kids that have been abused that nobody knows that they've been abused. And they live with that, and they bury it, and it affects them their whole life. And uh, this, a book like this can help. So thank you, young man. Can I just, thank you. Can I just say that of course don't do what I did in the past by uh, trying to work out the problem yourself. Go and see a specialist. Go and see a psychiatrist, a psychologist. Go and see a professional. To help you out because if you do it the way that i did then you're leaving it too late do it while you can and see a specialist oh i agree i agree you know like i keep i tell the story every now and again and people tell me every time i tell this story people go so uh what'd your therapist say and i said well i haven't seen one about that and and uh you know, when i was 10 years old um, I was, uh, I climbed up on a ladder. We had a tree in our backyard. Then in my, there was a loop uh, around, um, the, the tree and, 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 uh, I put my head in the noose and my brother called oh. the loop me. And, and people tell me, do you know how weird that is? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, 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 that was, that was kind of bizarre that, that, that he would do that. And he's like, no, did you, do you realize that you probably got scars from that? That, And I said, well, yeah, I probably do. But, uh, um, you came out of it. Okay. Thank goodness. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Uh, I had, I, I had a rope burn from ear to ear, um, and, and stuff, but my, my brother's passed on and I've forgiven him for, for all of that. So, um, but, uh, but, I, oh. but I'm here to tell you that if I hadn't, and it, we, Seeing a therapist for things like that that happened to you when you were a kid is really, really important for you to get past it. So I highly, I, I agree with you. Uh, go see a therapist. If, if you can't, if you can't see your way through to get through it by yourself, well, you can't. Uh, you need, you need another perspective. So go see a therapist. Definitely. Yes, indeed. So, and uh, now did you, have you been seeing a therapist from time to time? No, 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 no. My therapy was the uh, the letter that I wrote to myself. Oh, hey, by that the way, was it, was, it was in the it was in the freezer for five years. Did it no, still for eleven years? For eleven <laughs> years, because it... I had no intention of writing the book at that time. Uh -huh. So that was a form of therapy. And sometimes, what I did also, I used to look at myself in the mirror, and I used to talk to myself. So I would come out with questions and answers. So all I say is to people, do what works for you. If, if, if looking in the mirror without cracking it works out, well, that's fine. You know, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise write, write a letter to yourself. You know, a lot of people will tell you, a therapist included, that will tell you that if you um, have a moment in time that, that, that really distressed you writing it down 
can have be a great big therapy all by itself. And then you you put yours in the freezer for eleven years. When you pulled it out, did you still read it? Well, <laughs> well, I I I never read it after that because I started writing the book because I didn't put in the book what I wrote. So that was mainly personal for myself to make me feel better. Once I started writing the book, I threw the uh, the five pages away. But I wanted to make sure they were frozen stiff. So that was that was work. It worked well. Oh, I got to tell you, that, that, that's funny right there. That, that's funny. Um, so, again, you know, Joseph, I, I got to tell you, you're, you're an awesome dude, man. I've enjoyed talking with you and uh, and we need Thank to have you again. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, it's it's time for now. Now you're retired, right? What, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Today, uh, I might do. Oh, I bought myself a little tool, uh, a little trimmer for my hedges at the front. So I'll just do a bit of gardening today, or whatever my wife tells me to do. I just follow. <laughs> I do you, whatever makes her happy. You, sir, are a smart man. Um, that, 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 and that works out really, really quite well. That was, I, I'm living proof that if you don't do what your wife wants, she doesn't hang around. So that's good. So, absolutely. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you are happily married and, and do you know what percentage of people make it 50 years? I know. Well, these days they don't last very long, do they? No. That's the trouble. I know people that have been married for, for 50 years, but it's been to four different people. In, in wow. the <laughs> so, that, so, that's, that, It's costing the man a lot of money, alimony. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could afford to get married again. And and well, and then you've got the other thing. It's like uh, I was a bus driver for. I, I'm not sure. I told you I was a bus driver for 12 years. Wow! In, in 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 between my radio career, so I was was driving a bus, and and now bus drivers in Seattle they make the, one of the highest wages in the country for being a bus driver. So we got paid pretty well. And uh, one day I was standing at the base, and I was talking with another bus driver who was married, and uh, I was divorced and single. And he he goes. Uh, and we're talking about the number of hours he's working. And he says, I have to work 65 hours a week. And I said, why do you have to work so much? That's not healthy for you. You should, you know, and he said, well, I, my wife has got certain uh, standards of living that she wants to keep up. And so it requires me to work 65 hours a week or so. And he looked at me and he said, so how many hours do you have to work a week? And I said, whatever I want. He said, what, your wife lets you do that? I said, no, I'm not married. He said, oh, you're not married. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> because he was, he was like, I'm in prison and I can't get out. And, and he wanted my life because I didn't have to worry about any of that. But uh, so Did he ask for a divorce in the end? I, I don't know. I think he died. <laughs> oh, um, because you know you you can your body can only take so much it can only work so hard and you've got to relax and enjoy life that's that's how i look at it and i know you guys down under have got a whole different viewpoint of life than we do up here oh uh, i i don't know i mean we we work we pay our bills i would have thought it'd be the same thing no we all have our issues and problems Wouldn't yeah but it be you the same? Yeah, but you get to go to the pub and have a good time there. Everybody enjoys uh, themselves. No, I'm not that type. No, I would rather have. A, I would. I would rather go out with my wife and have a nice glass of wine or a beer with some friends, have a pizza, but not pubs. I'm not a pub type of person. Never have been. See, and that's why you've been married for fifty years. You have all the right answers. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> Again, we've been, we've been talking with uh, Joseph uh, Fagarazzi, and, and uh, he is the author of Escaping My Demons. 
get the book at Amazon or, and actually, you know, go to a local bookseller who you like and is an independent and say, can you order me this book, please? Um, because mm-hmm. they'll make some money and Joseph will make some money. It's, and it's important. And so escaping my demons is the name of the book. Go to Joseph Fagarazzi author.com. I think that's close. Uh, is that close? Perfect. Perfect. Oh, good. That's correct. Perfect. And I want to thank you for being here and do and say hello to your lovely bride. And next time I, I see, next time I see you, I would love to uh, meet her. I will put her on. I will put her on just quickly. No problem. Otherwise, she'll take over. So we don't want that. <laughs> well, you know, that's what you get. But I would love to meet her. And the, I know the audience would, too, um, because to put up with you, she must be some fine woman. No, I'm kidding. You're, you're a good man. <laughs> she is. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for having me. And uh, and guys out there, watch the show because it's uh, – it's a fantastic show, and uh, I make a point of going into YouTube and uh, check all the shows that you do all the time, Kevin. Uh, even yesterday, actually, I was watching for uh, a couple of people, in one in particular, uh, a couple that was doing uh, uh, some uh, videos or um, shows on a stage singing and dancing yeah, yeah that was uh, the, that was the uh, left coast comedy that's it that's the one yes i was enjoying listening to that and then of course i fast forward and started watching something else so i honestly do i watch your show all the time and it's a great show and uh, and of course uh, uh, you're a good guy too i have to say that well thank you sir by the way there's another aussie from down under that was on the show yesterday Oh, who was that? Her name, hold on, and I can tell you real quickly. Her name, well, she was on Friday. Her her name is uh, Paula, uh, Paula, Paula Conway, and she's oh. in Australia somewhere. I'm not sure exactly sure where, uh, but okay. we spent we spent an hour uh, talking with her yesterday. She's a delightful lady. Oh, I'll check the sh- is the show on now on YouTube. It, it just came up, I believe. It just came up today. Um, we just put it up on YouTube today. So okay, she's. I'll have a look at it. Yeah, she's a, a she's dynamic today. lady, and and mm-hmm. you and you and her would get along famously. So thank you so much, Kevin. Thank, thank you. you. You're an awesome man, and I really appreciate. I appreciate the time, and and you have yourself a wonderful, wonderful afternoon or morning. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And if you'll stay right there, I will be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.